Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. The NFC North, the Vikings, the Skull. Yeah. Right, they have the whole thing. The whole sky. Horn, the, uh, you know, the horn too they have in Minnesota. Oh, 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 I would have to seriously get in shape to do that. McAfee's, McAfee flashing the the thigh muscles, man. Oh, Aggressive man. He's an, thigh he's an athlete. For a former punter, he's a real Dude. athlete. Dude, he's uh, he's almost as great of an athlete as freshman 50 AJ, who's been filling in for Declan this week. Fake Declan. He's done an awesome job, and we appreciate it. This is... The Mackie and Judd read the YouTube comments edition of Purple Daily. We're going to try and do this once a week because we just we 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 just hit seventeen thousand combined subscribers between Purple Daily and the Score North YouTube channels. So we uh, we want to recognize you guys. In addition to our podcast audience, we do read the comments. We we do enjoy the conversations. Even those of you who just hate us, the Declan ones that we're negative are the best. By the way, the Declan one, comments the, the Declan oh. comments are my favorite. A lot of people think Declan's an alcoholic because he talks about Corona Hard Seltzer every single day. I mean, you know, Declan might be an alcoholic, Dude, but it has ever... nothing to do with Corona Hard Seltzer. Okay, his his bill on weekends at the liquor store. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to downplay what those people are saying. Yeah, it's uh, he's been spotted at more than more than one liquor establishment. So, all right, we're gonna get into the YouTube comments powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been around for over 100 years. You can find a full list of industries that Federated protects, and uh, you can find that on their website, federatedinsurance.com. I've had a chance to get to know these people over the last seven or eight years or so. Minnesota-based, they help Minnesota business owners with risk management and uh, and with peace of mind, and they will help your business become as successful as it can be. So find out more at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, let's jump in here. First, actually the first YouTube comment is more of like we've had a bunch of people sending us comments on all platforms of social media. 
with a similar question and we have yet to address it. And so this is a good platform to do it. Yeah. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent for the first time in his career. Yep. Now he has been pretty adamant throughout the last few years that if he's going to, if he's going to keep playing, it's going to be for the only team that he's ever played for the Arizona Cardinals. I think if there's another team at all that he would consider, it would be the hometown team, the team that he was a ball boy for in the late 1990s, the Vikings. So if Larry was open to it, would you Judd be open to Larry Fitzgerald at age 38 as the number three wide receiver on this team. 1,000%. I love this. I love this. He he is he's still good. He's certainly lost some steps, but that's fine. Uh, he's played since 2004. He is, as far as I can tell, the consummate professional. Um, he's 37 now, and, and he'll turn. So he, he's going to turn 38 on August th- uh, 31st. But if you put him as the third guy with Thielen as the two and uh, Justin Jefferson as the one, it's ideal. He's not going to complain. He's going to, I, I think, help a guy like Jefferson probably because, I mean, this guy, w- when it comes to the position, knows just about every trick that there is. He knows just about everything that goes into being on and off the field successful. I, I mean, this is a guy who has run or ran his – um off-season training in July on campus here at the U for years. And, Phil, we're talking about a who's who of receivers would come in. Greg Jennings, a bunch of Vikings. I I remember one time being there there for it and strolling across the field with his roller bag fresh from the airport was Brandon Marshall at the time. Like, guys love him. He is – he would be, as far as I'm concerned – if you had any thought about what would help Justin Jefferson mature as a pro, and I think he's there, so he he's a good kid as far as I can tell. But if you had any thought of, you know what, this could help, Larry Fitzgerald would be ideal. I love the idea. I do too. I mean, my my heart loves it. My head looks and says, all right, he averaged 7.6 yards per catch last year. But you got That's your breakout almost- guy. Yeah, he he would really be. I think. I think. First of all, the Vikings just don't really have a number three receiver. BC Johnson was maybe supposed to be, and Chad Beebe. Like there, there. It's just a wide open space for someone to come in, whether it's a draft pick or uh, whether it's a veteran. Right. So I think. I think his contract would probably be around or at league minimum. So you really wouldn't count much toward your salary cap. He would come in, and he would be a great coach on the field on the sidelines, a great mentor for Justin Jefferson. I think he would be able to even help Kirk Cousins with some things too, just because he's been around for like 20 years. And I think his role would mostly be get open on third down, like find a space and just just give us your reliable hands on third down and in the red zone once in a while. Last year, so he's gone from at age 34 in 2017 when he was a pro bowler still, targeted 161 times, 109 catches, 1,100 yards, handful of touchdowns. And then the numbers have just sort of decreased year by year. And last year he had 54 catches, 409 yards, one touchdown, and the, and one of the lowest yards per reception numbers of any player in the NFL. So there's not a lot left in the tank there, but I would still take a flyer on it just for all those reasons. And it would be fun. Larry freaking Fitzgerald. Yeah. Finished one, one year in purple, make it happen. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, Patrick Peterson would probably like to play with him again too, right? I mean, they were teammates Absolutely. for a while. There, like I love 10 it. 10 years in Arizona. I love it. So, all right, let's see here. What else we got here in the YouTube comments? Uh, Connor Walsh asks, 
He said, okay, he says, talk about Cordero Patterson wanting to come back to Minnesota. So Cordero, someone tweeted at him like, hey, you're a free agent. What about the Vikings? And he tweeted at Vikings, like, call my phone or yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. Do you have any interest in a Cordero Patterson reunion? So here's the best part about that. That exchange on Twitter took place yesterday, and somebody tagged me and said, what do you think about the exchange? Well, keep in mind, I am still blocked by Cordero. So I could not see what Cordero <laughs> tweeted, so I had absolutely no clue and had to inform the person who asked me about it. You are breaking news to me, and unfortunately, Cordero blocked me, so I don't know. I have zero interest in this, and here's why. He still can't run a route. He's been used uh, by his last two teams, which, by the way, the Vikings should have done this back in the day, but they didn't, and now I don't want it in the backfield, right? The Bears actually used him much more, I think, more as a running back than as a receiver in 2020, or it felt that way. Um, And he is a Pro Bowl and has been a Pro Bowl elite kickoff returner. The only problem there is the kickoff return is basically dead and buried. Um, But his skill set to me does not fit because he has had ample opportunity to establish himself as a guy who learned to run routes a long time ago. And it's never happened as much interest as I have both on and off the field because of the intangibles for what Fitzy might bring. I have no interest in Cordero Patterson playing in purple again. Man, so he still is the best kick returner in the NFL. So last year he led the league in returns, in return yards. He's had a touchdown in each of the last three seasons as a kick returner. If he was also a punt returner, I would be more interested. Yeah. Because now I now I just he he can just cover the Vikings were so bad returning punts last year. They only they only had like twenty punt return yards heading into December for the year last year. So if he's but he's only returned one punt in his career and it was in two thousand sixteen with the Vikings. Yep. So so if, if he could just cover all kick and punt returns and then be kind of a gadget player, I'd be interested. But I'm kind of with you. You're only gonna get you know, maybe one or two kick returns per game on average in the NFL, including a guy that's going to take it out from, you know, nine yards deep in the end zone. Right. So unfortunately, I'm I'm more in on Larry Fitzgerald than I am on 30-year-old Cordell Patterson. This next one is from F-U... I can't finish the screen name, but it's F-U-B. And it says, Judd, you called this Daniil Hunter stuff since the summer. You called this immediately like you knew what protocol was next. You deserve to be paid top dollar. Nobody in the media would have imagined scrutinizing Daniil Hunter's contract, and you were on it. That's the comment. Do you want to take a victory lap for bringing this to our attention last fall and saying, no, this is a thing. People crapped on you. This is your chance for a victory lap. Well, number one, I don't really need that, but I would ju- just say that it's another in a long line of of if there's smoke contractually, there's ordinarily fire. Now, now, off what Doug said, Doogie said this past week, Zimmer and Hunter talked, and it looked like they smoothed things um, over a bit, and I'm willing to bet part of that was saying, no, no, we will take care of you. You're going to get a new contract. So I think it might die down here quickly. But, you know, Phil, I, I go back to 2005. I'm covering training camp in Mankato, and on one arbitrary Saturday, Dante Culpepper doesn't show up. He do, he doesn't show up, and I don't know what. They, they came up with a lie, but the reality was he was staging a one-day strike. Um, 
like as much as you might like players and teams, especially in football, this happens. So if you have a player as good as Hunter is healthy and you have a team paying him and it's not great for what he does, as little as Daniil Hunter gets, there's go- there's going to be a problem. So that's why I, I'm. it just comes back to it comes back to common sense, especially in football of contracts. And guys are not going to play, even if they sign the contract, they're not going to play extended periods uh, where they are not being compensated, especially if they're superstars, at least fairly. So, yeah. Also, I think that. what happens here, and this is this is probably worth a deeper dive on a different episode, but like, I think with the legendary Sid Hartman having taken more of a defend the team and positive spin stance in his reporting and media for seventy years, with K fan and Paul Allen and and they're they're going to lean toward nothing to see here, right? Like they're going to protect their relationship. It sometimes comes out of left field when there's criticism that isn't there from anywhere else. Or in this case, why are these guys talking about Daniil Hunter in his contract? That they're just making that up. Um, no, like we make some stuff up and it's fun. Like Larry Fitzgerald of the Vikings is just our own thought. Nothing's being reported. So we should we should reckless speculation. Yeah, and we will give you the disclaimer when it's reckless speculation. Uh, but I think I think sometimes like you and I get construed as being negative or stirring the pot. It's like, no, we're I think we're more realists than negativists. And because the market sort of is what it is with local media in this town, uh, we, we can be on an island sometimes with <laughs> some of the stuff that we talk about. So absolutely. Anyways. All right. Chris Grossman or Chris uh, Chris Gossman says Mackie looks a little hungover sand suitcases under his eyes did you celebrate that much for an old cornerback patrick peterson is a great football resource but he has lost a step or two i had i had drank a couple bourbons when we fired up that that show the other night so that was by the way that was that's our most consumed show of the entire month so far so thank you guys well and don't forget too i was accused of being high which is absolutely not true i was not smoking dope (laughs) i do not smoke dope so um, no, th- that signing is a solid one. And to go back to our discussion, I think it was on Purple Daily on Thursday. I mean, it solidifies and helps the corners, but they did not sign Patrick Peterson in his prime. Like that signing, that signing is what it is. And I don't think it's going to give the uh, Vikings this outstanding player who's co- going to bounce back and play like he did at 25, but it's a solid one. Yeah, I I I really like the sign. I think it's a fun signing. I obviously like there's some red flags and his play dropped off. It's a super fun signing. Um my biggest beef with it is that they have all these holes on the offensive line and it's like, all right, we're we're what are we doing here? Are we just going to make a bottom 5 offensive line worse? We'll see what happens. Um let's see here. Steve Northenskold says Judd looks like a nerdy gadget guy from 007 movies in his secret lair. <laughs> that's true i am, are you the, i've are seen you, only one you, of them the, the are films. you the guy that shows you're, you're the guy that shows pierce brosnan the uh the in the invisible vehicle or are you like like aj are you are you the guy who's who's petting a white cat with his back to the camera for the whole movie that's very that's, that's very about. creepy that's very creepy i will say this so yeah. so with a beard and, and i've got russian blood as well so I've got sort of a weird nose. I very much probably do look, look like a bad guy in a spy th- 
you know, a spy film of some sort. Yeah. That's probably accurate because I like like look at the nose here. If I can do a profile. Yeah, you got the you got a pointed pointed sort of nose, Russian... and it's sort of and it's sort of big. It's sort of big. So I could be cast as that guy who probably wouldn't <laughs> get to talk much, but I could I would definitely kill a couple of people before I get killed in a spy thriller. Yeah, but you're mostly just going to tell James Bond why his favorite NFL team is good, not great, and why they need to make some changes at the top of the front office. You're not going to actually <laughs> go forward with like an evil plan to. Uh, to dismantle society. You just want to tell him, listen, man, your, your favorite NFL team is spending way too much money on linebackers. I'll be wiped out by, by the Zim force first. The Zim (laughs) Zim. force will get to me. Wipe me out. All right. Robert uh, in the YouTube comment section says, I think purple daily slash Mackie and Judd are wrong about your opinion that we can't win a Super Bowl right now. Last year was a retool year, and we were a half game away from making the playoffs despite losing Barr, Pierce, Hunter, and being without Kendricks for a lengthy time, and a plethora of other misfortunes, razor-thin losses, that with a little more luck, we could have easily been 10-6. and six. Not to mention so many rookies learning on the fly with no offseason. I think what we did in 2020 should inspire everyone, and we should all be extremely optimistic about what this team may be capable of in 2021. Your thoughts? You're laughing. <laughs> Are you feeling inspired, guys? Okay. I'm feeling real inspired. Okay, we keep adding playoff teams, okay? Like, we keep adding... The Bears did not deserve... To be very clear, the Bears did not deserve to be in the playoffs. They were as a byproduct of the expanding TV package and playoff field. Um, so, I don't care that they came close. Like, they did come close. That, to me, is an indictment of the system, not a reason to applaud the team. So do I think that we should be, look, the Vikings are ordinarily fun. So I'm not going to, you know what? They're not a dumpster fire. They're ordinarily, if nothing else, they, they go into a crisis mode. That's great fun to cover and watch and a pain in the ass at times, but that's absolutely beside the point and fine. Um, but do I feel like that we should say they almost made the playoffs? No. Cause I think the playoff allotment. Now the field is way too much, at least one team, too much. So I don't that to me does not justify feeling good about this team. And now they're going to run things back with defense. I think they're going to be interesting. So don't get me wrong there. But am I like encouraged about a Super Bowl? No, I'm sorry, I'm not. So I see the point that Robert is making and I I agree with part of it. Like I agree that you get some of these guys back. Now every team deals with injuries and right. some teams over overcome those uh that adversity better than others. I argue that the Vikings and Kirk Cousins are not great at overcoming adversity. They need they need everyone to be healthy and they need a perfect offensive line and like all these things in order to be contenders. And so it's it's just hard to go through a season without suffering through some sort of attrition situation. On the razor thin losses, that's actually been symptomatic of Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins' careers as coach and quarterback. And that like and against good teams, for instance. Kirk Cousins and and quarterback wins it you, you can't use that stat as gospel and I and I agree with that but Kirk Cousins has like 7 wins in his career against winning record teams in his career and he's 32. Mike Zimmer is like 20 games below 500 against winning teams. Not all of that is just bad luck. So some of the, some of the stuff you're referencing is are the symptomatic things that we're looking at sideways and some of these are valid that if you get some of these players back it should inspire a better record going forward, et cetera. Uh, Peter Hoffer says, 
Damn, Judd, every time reports come out that are somewhat positive, you have to find a way to crap on it. I thought I was the ultimate pessimist and lived in the negative. But, Judd, you take the cake, my friend. (laughs) Does he have examples? Well, like Patrick, I think Patrick Peterson, like people want to be excited about Patrick Peterson. Oh, but I said be excited. And you come in with a cold bucket of water. No, I don't. No, 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 no. I said all I said negative about that is it's a year too late because I told him to do it last year. No, I like the signing. We all know he is he is what he is, but he's going to bring um, a coach on the field aspect that they sorely lacked. Look, the reality is I try and my philosophy on sports is try and look at things like the actual front office and coaching staff does. Like the Vikings aren't saying we got Patrick Peterson. Oh, let's go. He's 24 years old. No, they're saying we got a guy that we probably should have gotten last year. He's going to come in and help uh, Gladney and Dantzler, and if he can play, hopefully Mike Hughes. Um, I just think the best way to look at things is how the team does, and that goes back to my theory that you know if you if you win a regular season game for the most part, my theory is the team does not break open the champagne and say that's a you know the team basically says okay what did we do right what what did we do wrong on to the next game. That's where the cliche is sort of true, but I don't think I'm a I don't think I'm pouring a bucket of cold water on this. I like the Peterson signing. Do I think that they should have gotten a second nose tackle after they got one last year to put at the three technique? Uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting move. Yeah, I would have. I mean, I would have <laughs> preferred an say. edge rusher. And I think they would have preferred and they would an edge have rusher. As well. Now, and I they would, made a couple offers. I would have pivoted probably from edge rusher to, okay, can we fill the guard spot in? Um, but I get, I guess to go back to the, um, Dalvin Tomlinson signing, I am a little bit confused about why you got a true big nose tackle last year. He couldn't play, which is not his fault or your fault. He's going to play now and you're going to pair him with a guy that can play the three tech, but is more of a nose tackle. It just seems to me to be a bit of a dated idea. Because in 1996, for instance, I probably would have fully endorsed this. I just think the game has changed now. But it is yeah, what it is. The, I, I would say that they're going to be great at stopping the run, at least on paper. And there and there are still a lot of questions about how well they can stop the pass and get after opposing quarterbacks. Uh, White Wolf says, when we are talking about the offensive line, how come you guys never explore Ezra Cleveland being the left tackle? You're always saying all these things for left tackle, but I think it's most likely going to be Cleveland. I think there's a good chance it's Cleveland. I think there's a better chance they move Brian O'Neill over because going into a season in which there are so many chips on the table and there's such expectation, I don't know that they want to start an inexperienced NFL left tackle. Now, he's played left tackle in college. I get that. But I think I think they would feel more comfortable if they didn't find another option somewhere, draft or otherwise, that they felt like, all right, we can just put this guy in. Um I think they would feel more comfortable with Brian O'Neill. Is it out of the question that Ezra Cleveland could play left tackle? No, but boy, um, it's a leap of faith. Like, what if what if it doesn't click for him right away? Okay, oh, now we're onto the Rashad Hill thing. Like, I think they're going to want to solidify that position with somebody. And and Brian O'Neill looks to me looks like the leading candidate at this point. What do you think? I agree with what you said completely. So I've gotten tweets uh, t- today actually on this. Very subject. And one of the tweets I got said, why don't you like Cleveland? I do like him. Um, But keep in mind here, and I don't know why, 
But one, because he had played left tackle in college, we assumed that Cleveland was going to play left tackle immediately. And I think we talked about after he was taken in the second round, you know, would he possibly compete with Reef? Um, and he never played. He didn't practice at left tackle last year. They moved him to guard, and he played guard. Um, O'Neal has played tackle now for, what, four years, three or four years. He is a guy who played left tackle at Pitt. Um, so he actually played college left tackle at a higher level than Ezra Cleveland did. Uh, I like Cleveland. I think he might be absolutely fine. I'm just trying to handicap what the Vikings would think and do. And, Phil, the fact that he did not, as far as I know in practice last year, play any tackle right or left, he played guard, it indicates to me that they had a different thought process when they drafted him. And keep in mind, too, they are not going to take a left tackle and hold a press conference and say, we're moving him to guard, baby. We don't think he can play left tackle. That's not their job, and it's not what they're going to do. But if you put the pieces of the puzzle that they have put together so far, I think they would be more comfortable taking a right tackle who has played left tackle and been in the league now for three or four years, four years, I believe, um, and switch him and keep Cleveland at guard. That's why. But this has, personally, this has nothing to do with me thinking that Cleveland can't play there. I am literally trying to put together, in my opinion, what they're thinking is at this point. So this is no vendetta that I've got against Ezra Cleveland. Yep. And uh, Jason Miller comments on Purple Daily YouTube. Wow, you guys know everything. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate it. We know. Uh, we're just we're fielding offers to run front offices. It's just uh, we're just sort of weeding out what the what the best offer is. So thank you. Thank you, Jason. I, 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 mean, I don't think not, there's any sarcasm at all in Jason. And it's comment. not true. <laughs> I can't fix things. That's it's not true. I can't like fix light bulb problems. I can't I can't fix doors that break. So Jason, I wish I wish that you were right because I could save a lot in home repairs, but you're not right. We just know everything essentially when it comes to sports. That's it for me. As far as my expertise goes, okay? Politics and fixing stuff, I'm out. You're out. All oh. right, that's a wrap on the Mackie and Judd read the YouTube comments episode of Purple Daily here. Please click the subscribe button and the bell for notifications of new episodes and when we go live. And uh, also, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen, that's helpful for the show as well. We'll see you guys next time on Purple Daily.